Welcome to the Great Communicators podcast presented by the MIT Office of Graduate Education, a professional development podcast expressly designed to bring lessons from the field to our graduate student researchers. My name is Adam Greenfield, and there's an old proverb that says, it takes a village to raise a child. No, this episode isn't about child rearing, at least not in a literal sense, but it is about the process of creating effective communication through the use of community and peer review. As you're about to find out, it goes beyond just the reasoning for effective communication. Going through that process enriches not just you as a scientist and researcher, but also the entire field you're in. Our guest in this episode, through her own trials and tribulations, has come to find that a support group of peers for evaluation and critique, no matter how honest things can get, can really be a boost to personal and professional success. That's the goal. And that's Bruni Felding, an associate professor at Scripps Research Institute in San Diego, California. And the type of work she does will hopefully one day change the face of medicine and science. I'm a principal investigator on a cancer research project. I met Professor Felding. Now you can call me Bruni. You got it. I met Bruni at her office in the building that housed the Department of Molecular and Experimental Medicine, less than one mile east of the Torrey Pines golf course overlooking the Pacific Ocean. The building itself is a bit unassuming, and after my interview with Bruni, I could tell that was almost preferred. Now, I say this for a reason, and to Bruni, it's a very important one. As you're about to hear, Bruni takes great stock in having a scientific family close by. It's a nurturing environment that benefits everyone. Having this family around and a part of your growth and failure, and not just communication, but your development as a whole, is almost crucial. That is actually never stopping in your entire career, that you also watch out for people whom you can trust and seek advice from. And with that, I mean not only the research community um, in terms of expertise for a certain scientific question, but also for making choices if you are in a, uh, a crossroad situation where you have to make a choice either this way, that way, and, and your moral inner compass or whatever your knowledge at the time doesn't tell you clearly which way to go. It is very, very important to have and uh, be able to rely upon certain people whom you can ask for advice. I have such people here at Scripps, um, and it doesn't take long sometimes to get that advice. So, I mean, don't feel you're out there by yourself, but check very carefully for people within your physical environment, really, if you can. Or even later on, maybe it will be your distant environment, but your, mentor, your mentors, your, um, your academic family is a strong-knit group, usually. Um, and you will find individuals there that you can come back with career questions, with any kind of question in, in your life, and they are willing to help you to the best of their knowledge. I think it's very important. Bernie has been a part of many patent requests, grant applications, and publishing research. Through all of that, she worked with her scientific family to shore up the details in order to present it and communicate it in a way that the intended audience would understand. 
The patent requests only contained language that was yours up until a certain point at which a patent lawyer got involved and translated for you so the legal audience could understand. What I do is if I would like to uh, throw out the idea that I would seek the opportunity to kind of file for a patent on something, I write what we call a disclosure. And the disclosure is more something like a scientific paper. It's kind of my style um, where, I, where I present what I have. I make a case for the novelty of what I've found in light of the literature that's out there, the, the prior art, if you will. So, and I don't necessarily look at it at, from that level, you know, because I'm not a lawyer. And so for that type of um, writing, you need a lawyer involved, of course. So you write up your disclosure, you make your scientific point, then you meet with a lawyer who will then translate this whole thing into a patent application. Um, very different from when you write a paper or when you write a grant application. When it came to the grant applications, though, it seemed there was somewhat of a special affinity for those. That's something that you start in your mind with your team and then you write it up and it's your baby from start to finish. And then it gets peer reviewed with and by people who are in your field and you get feedback, you polish it or you make your stance for what you don't want to change. Then you throw it out into the peer community which is basically the group of people who will understand what you write, if you write it in those terms. In a grant application, you really, really work it hard to make everybody understand what you wanted to do and you know how valuable it is that you want to do a certain thing. So to me, the most valuable, I, will not, I shouldn't say valuable, the most um, important documents that I write are scientific papers and grant applications and they are like start to finish in-house type of you know my own stuff with the team of course generating the data. To Bruni, communication and science is a pretty big deal. Because of this there may be times where you feel overwhelmed with an idea or even an entire career and just aren't sure what the next step should be. You could ask someone, but communicating a jumble of words and ideas may not get you the answer you need. And this is where personal reflection is a very useful tool to take advantage of. Realize that communication is a very important aspect of research, of science, of um, discovery. It really is. And if you feel for a while you have to sit and just be by yourself and mull over a certain data set, or a thought or a concept that starts to develop in your mind and you need that time for yourself and with yourself only, do it. Give yourself that time and space. But then reach out and communicate. Expose your new ideas to feedback and be open to whatever feedback comes back and then use the feedback that you can understand and that you think can bring you forward in your research question, in your career advancement, in your personal growth. All of this feedback leads somewhere to a better understanding of your own work and how you communicate it to others. And if you haven't figured it out by now, Bruni doesn't take this topic lightly. Your success lies in trying to enrich your field, 
trying to survive as a person, um, trying to survive as a uh, as a group leader to have funds, for instance, for your team to to build, maintain a team, and to do the work that you like to do. The communication is an absolute must, and it has to be effective and it has to be really good. That is something also that you learn with time, that I learned with time. And so, yeah, I mean, communication is basically next to actually doing the work the most important, I think. The peer review process is surely a familiar process for many of you. But as Bruni pointed out, even just having that community of like-minded individuals around you will be a boon to your career as a researcher and a scientist. And of course, that feedback and growth in your communication also has a much bigger effect on just you as an individual. The entire field benefits. And when that happens, even more opportunities open up for you. It's a big old circle of progress just because your lines of communication and review were opened up to your peers and community. Thanks for listening to the Great Communicators podcast brought to you by the MIT Office of Graduate Education. My name is Adam Greenfield, and feel free to talk amongst yourselves. This podcast was written and produced by Adam Greenfield. The executive producer of this podcast is Patrick Urich. The Great Communicators podcast. The Great Communicators podcast, Brad Comex Live, Brad Comex The Game, and the Technically Speaking Comic Book Series are part of a professional development initiative called GradX. GradX is made possible by GradX is made possible by the Office of Graduate Education at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. To find out more about GradX as well as get access to other episodes of the Great Communicators podcast, go to go to gradx.mit.edu. For more information and links on the music used in this episode, please see the show notes.